Once upon a podcast. Once upon a time. Time before time. In the world is There was once a beautiful princess. This is the Mythologi Podcast. Modern retellings of ancient myth. I am your Mythologi. Mythologi, Mythologi. Does whatever a Mythologi does. Today's spooky episode The Ghost at Gold Hill. Gold Hill lifts its peaks far above the fertile valleys of eastern Forsyth County. On the tip top is a large opening, now crowded with debris and undergrowth, its rocky, perpendicular sides glazed by wind and rain. This is the deserted gold mine that still holds the spirit of Elizabeth Reed. Every time the wind whips around the crags and crevices, there issues from the depths of the pit an agonizing wail. Sometimes it is the faint wail of a child. Then again, at other times, it's the shriek of a woman. It was during the Revolutionary War that Richard Reed was killed in a battle with the British, and his wife, Elizabeth, went mad. One day, Elizabeth sat crouching in her chair, watching her grandmother prepare the noonday meal. As the old woman busied herself between the table and fireplace, Elizabeth's eyes took on a deep cunning. She hated the old woman who watched her every move and hated the squalling baby that lay in the cradle. She hated everyone except for Richard, her husband who the British had killed. But it wasn't true. Richard wasn't dead. The old woman was keen. She had hidden Richard in the deserted mine on the top of Gold Hill and was leaving him there to starve. The night before, an owl had sat in the tree beside her window and told her all about it. It told her that the old woman had tied Richard's hands and feet and flung him into the pit, but that he wasn't dead, and that she could go get him out if she did as the owl told her. Elizabeth's hands began to move. She plucked at her sleeves and gnawed her nails, all the time watching old granny through slitted lids. How ugly she was, with her gray hair straggling down the back of her neck, and her skin the color of a tanned rawhide. And the baby was no better, Elizabeth turned her gaze to the child in the cradle. It was a squirming piece of flesh that only ate and cried. She would far rather have a rabbit that was woolly and soft. She despised the baby. She wanted nothing but Richard, and she was going to have him. The owl had told her that if she threw her baby into the Gold Hill Mine, that old granny would give her Richard. So as soon as she could slip the baby away, she was going to fling him into the mine, then Richard would be hers again. 
Elizabeth turned her gaze back to old Granny. She stood facing the table, kneading dough. There was flour on her blue-checked gingham apron, and a fine dust showed on her yellow arms. Elizabeth quietly rose from her chair. Noiseless and swift as a cat, she darted across the room to the baby's cradle, reaching out her hands for her. Just as she touched him, she saw the old woman turn and rush toward her. There, there, she heard Granny say. Don't you worry, Lizzie. You just sit quiet and rest. Granny will take care of little Richard. Elizabeth sank back in her chair, her eyes gleaming balefully. That was always the way. They wouldn't let her get her hands on the child. She knew what they were thinking. Granny and the neighbors, too. They thought she was crazy. But she wasn't. It was Granny who was crazy. The owl told her so. And the bird told her that Granny was keeping the baby from her just as she was keeping Richard from her. Elizabeth held up her hands and began awkwardly to count her fingers. She lowered her lids to keep from seeing old Granny, who had moved to the other side of the table and stood facing her, alert and watchful. Suddenly, Granny gave a cry and rushed to the door, looking out into the garden. The calf, she cried. It's in the garden, eating the peas. She ran out across the yard, calling to the calf. For a moment, Elizabeth sat motionless, and her eyes began to glitter. She leaped from the table and ran to the cradle. Snatching up the child, she dashed out the back door and into the woods, fleet as a deer. As she passed beneath the sycamores, her laughter broke, shattering into a shrill, vibrating echo that floated out behind her, reaching the ears of old Granny, who was tying the calf. Elizabeth climbed the steep incline nimbly. She was free at last, free with the baby they wouldn't allow her to touch. She was going to do as the owl said, take the baby to the mine on top of Gold Hill and fling it down into the dark depths. Then old Granny would free Richard and give him back to her. Higher and higher she went, the trees pressed close around her. The thorns of the bayberry vines tore her face and arms, leaving bright crimson streaks, and the sharp stones in the narrow path bruised and cut her bare feet. But she staggered on. She stopped, panting for breath, when a sound held her motionless. Behind her was the sound of voices. Even as she stood quiet, a shout broke the stillness. It was Granny and Uncle Bill, the man who fed the horses, coming after her, but they mustn't catch her. Hugging the baby tighter, she turned and sped up the last steep incline. It wasn't far now. Her breath came in short, broken gasps. Behind her, she could hear the thudding sounds of running feet and old Granny calling her name, but she only ran faster. A minute now, and she would be there. Already she could see the dark opening of the mine just a few feet ahead. With a last desperate effort, she reached the hilltop. At her feet, the pit gaped wide open. Somewhere in that dark hole, Richard was waiting, and in a few minutes, he would be with her. Leaning forward, she held the baby over the pit. As she did so, she heard the hoarse, panting cry of old Granny, begging, pleading. The girl began to laugh, wild, shrill laughter that stabbed the stillness of the forest with blood-curdling mockery. <laughs> She raised the child high above her head and flung it far out into space, watching it fall down, down into the blackness of the mine. 
Then she whirled and faced old Granny, who reached her, grasping her arm a moment too late. Elizabeth continued to laugh as old Granny fell on her knees, gazing frantically down into the mine. She watched with burning eyes as Uncle Bill fastened a rope to a tree, dropped it into the opening, and clambered down. She even began to sing a chanting tune of exultation. She was going after Richard. Soon she would see him again and they would be happy. The owl was right. Richard hadn't been shot in the war. He was alive and down in the mine where Granny had left him to starve. She moved nearer and nearer and peered in, watching Bill as he came slowly upward. What was that he had in his arms? It was too small for Richard. As he grew nearer, her face whitened. Her lips drew back against her teeth and her eyes flamed beneath her frowsy hair. The man was bringing the baby back, a broken and bruised baby. She didn't want it. She wanted Richard. As the man reached the end of the mine and climbed out and laid the lifeless child in old Granny's arms, Elizabeth cowered back, watchful and sullen. So the old woman wasn't going to bring Richard out of the mine. She was going to keep him down there. Elizabeth chewed her lips. Her hands plucked at each other. Then she slid a leaf to small fragments with her sharp nails, and a queer choking sound rattled in her throat. She would show old Granny that she couldn't keep Richard imprisoned in the mine. She would go down into the pit herself and bring him out. She moved forward, creeping craftily toward the rim of the pit, her eyes on the sobbing old woman who had forgotten her. Slipping past old Granny, Elizabeth reached the crumbling edge of the mine. For a moment, she tottered there, leaning slightly forward, both hands clasped to her chest. Suddenly, a wild, piercing cry tore from her throat. Richard! I see you! I'm coming! Flinging her arms high, she leapt forward. For an instant, her body hung suspended against the bright blue walls of the sky then disappeared into the dark depths of the mine. Today, when the wind beats against the crags of Gold Hill, wails still issue from the dark recesses of the old pit. Sometimes, it is the agonizing wail of a child in pain. But more often, it is the blood-curdling scream of a mad woman that echoes and re-echoes from the rocky, storm-glazed crevices of the mine. The mine that is still haunted by the spirit of Elizabeth Reed. Hello, I'm Glenn Ostland, the man behind the Mythologi podcast. And no actual babies were harmed in the making of today's episode. But it was pretty creepy, wasn't it? The way it explored our fears about madness, about life, our sadness with death, the love that we have towards others, the way that we can turn a blind eye even towards those people that we love and should love the most. Scary story. But that's what myth does for us, doesn't it? It explores human truths through story, fiction, metaphor, and that's what I will be doing with this podcast. Now, I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster, and I have a master's degree and a PhD, ABD, in folklore from Indiana University. I've heard a lot of myths throughout my life, a lot of legends, a lot of folk tales from all over the world. I love telling these stories and exploring what they mean. Now, if you like this podcast and you want to see it continue, 
Please give Mythologi a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. You can also like our Facebook page and receive notifications with every new episode released. I'm Glenn Osland, and I am your Mythologi. I love it.